0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. And we've been talking about, basically, wolves in sheep's clothing. And I want to talk a little bit more about... I don't know if you guys ever heard of the Jezebel spirit. Um, It's something that I learned last year of existing as a spirit that actually marks the personality or the the character of Queen Jezebel from the Old Testament and if you ever ever want to read the story of King Ahab and Jezebel one of the best time frames is basically in first Kings I believe this starts in 17 or 18 where actually it might even be a little before that because that's when uh, the prophet Elijah, uh, does Mount Carmel and all that and all that stuff that happens, where God you know proves Himself with the fire, and all the prophets of Baal are killed, and Jezebel is not happy. But you know, if you want to learn more about the story about who she is and who um, King Ahab is, is, the best area to, of time to go look for it. It's, it you know tells you all the stories. But the idea is that. Uh, Jezebel herself she is one not a Jew two she married to Ahab and three kind of gets known as someone who gets what she wants when she wants it and she despises Elijah Uh, she does not like God and she started bringing Baal and and, and into the Israel And, and of course Ahab seems to be a very passive man so he doesn't really tell her no, doesn't really say anything, and therefore just kind of lets her do whatever she wants. And instead of manning up and being king like he was supposed to under the leadership of God, he basically cowers out. And eventually what happens is Elijah um, basically says, I want to have a contest with my God versus you know your prophets. And, of course, Ahab said, okay, sure, whatever. Because, you know, he was thinking, you know, know, he's probably in his mindset already. Doesn't really think God really exists. But God proves himself. And, basically, Elijah, at this time, it kind of feels like he's the only prophet left. God reminds him that he's not. And then you kind of get to see a little bit more of Jezebel. Because after that, um, Ahab really wants to get this garden he really wants it so badly he tries to win it by talking to Naboth and uh trying to get it his way it doesn't work gets upset and then he sits at home and he's pouting and then there comes Jezebel Jezebel is like oh well what do you want and she he's like well, I want this garden and she goes I'll take care of it And, you know, the kind of idea that came across my mind is kind of like the Godfather, where it's she's like, I will take care of it. Meaning I will do anything and everything to get what you want, which also brings herself power. Because remember, we talked about wolves are looking for capability of power and to make her king happy is a way to gain power. Also, if you've been if you're on my Facebook group for uh, Warrior Within, I've shared A sermon by Robert Morris Says to not allow To basically don't tolerate the Jezebel spirit And if you're really curious more about this That's another good sermon about it Where he explains A lot of different things and talks a little bit More about Jezebel and and by the way The cool or not to say Cool but Jezebel is also in the Old Testament If you were to go to Revelations 2 Basically it describes Another form of of Jezebel, And I'm going to share that with you. Just one second. But in Revelations, if you have studied any of it, it really kind of talks a lot about the end times and how it's going to be for churches around here and how it's going to be for uh, the end times before Christ comes back. And Jezebel, in this case, is, is a form of spirit which I thought was quite interesting when I was doing research last year. You see, one of the things that was happening to me was that where I was working at, the the leader basically hired someone who turned out to be a wolf. And they... At first, I thought, you know, they really were trying to build up, trying to do stuff, but then... When she was given the power, it all changed. And I started seeing things I'd never seen before that made me start wondering what was going on. And one of the biggest things was with this person attacking my character, which I thought was strange, so I was there for two and a half years prior. Why would she think that she understands me or knows me? You know, and remember i talked about the fact that one of the main things about wolves is their fruit in her case her fruit right off the bat wasn't showing basically a person who's wanting a biblical perspective on the ministry she was wanting more of her personal personal family so she quickly started shrinking the ministries just to get the people that she liked to be a part of the ministry and anyone else who didn't fit her narrative she found ways to get rid of them and that is not ministry minded if you're <laughs> if you have a heart or desire to be a minister it doesn't you don't even have to be a leader but you know, the desire for ministry is to minister to people so giving up your time, listening, praying, encouraging, building up. Being someone who's walking in the way of the Lord means, you know, following the scriptures, doing what God asks of you. And you're not compromising. You're not fitting the world. You're not um, trying to work things out so that you can get what you want out of it. I mean, the ministry concept is not about you gaining power and prestige and recognition and basically being famous and cool. That's, that's not what ministry is supposed to be about. And unfortunately this person was trying to create her own family, church family of her narrative, how she wants it to be. And it ended up tearing down stuff that God was doing through another person and then it also started affecting what I was doing. And it wasn't that I was hateful, angry, or whatever. It was I, I saw what God was doing. I'm always the type of person that chases after what God wants. And that's why, as, as a man of God, you should be striving to seek out God's favor. Chasing after His grace of truth. Going for what He wants of you. And stop doing stuff that shouldn't be in our lives it shouldn't be as a man and you know our culture tries to break that they may not directly come after us as a church but they teach it in the culture they teach it in the schools They teach it in programs in their own little way i mean satan is really smart he, he doesn't just straightforward sometimes he sometimes he does come out like a roaring lying at you hard but other ways to really impact or change a culture is actually a long period game i mean if you ever read c.s lewis's uh screw tape letters which i recommend in there even though he wrote it in the 1950s you can read that as if it were today because there's things in there that he wrote that you're just like wow i've actually seen this today i've actually had that happen to me and you're like whoa this is crazy the idea is that he understood character he understood um, culture he understood um, scriptural truth he understood the concept behind being subtle sometimes getting people to do things against God is a subtle and long time battle of changing them and we kind of think that it's like a all of a sudden change and it's like no sometimes it's a filtering of your mind changing that's why paul talks about it so much about our mindset because if our mind is on the world and on our sin and on on things that are here we lose track of god lose track of um scriptures because we don't follow them because we're so into what the world has to offer we miss out and the Jezebel spirit. Well, Robert Morris talks as if, if it's a person, but I think the person is more of the wolf. I believe the Jezebel spirit is the influence of a demon who influences that wolf to do the dirty work, I guess you could say, of the situation. Now, another thing that was really interesting about that sermon, if you listen to it, is also. Um, on the tw- on Twitter too. So if you if you're, if you're on my Twitter for this uh, podcast, I did put it on there as well. But anyway, um, he also mentions that there's an Ahab spirit, which I thought was quite interesting because in my situation, the leader was the Ahab spirit, basically the Jezebel spirit fed on the Ahab spirit and vice versa, and you could see it with your own eyes what these. Demons do And they affect these people and use them And these people are so blind Because they're so focused on Themselves, their pride, their desires That their hearts become corrupted Because they can't They can't depict the difference between Truth And doing truth Because they have convinced themselves That they are right That the truth that they have discovered that feeds their problems, their hurt, their pains, their loss, whatever it may be. Because in a lot of cases, some of these people have been brought up in families where they miss—they're they're missing something. Like dad wasn't there, or mom was just overly bearing, or um, they were lost and they just—they just couldn't figure out what was missing, so they chased after things to try to fill it. And over time, you know, a lot of them may get into, you know. Uh, become Christians and get into this Christian life, but they've never dealt with the baggage. And so they fill themselves with the so-called truth, but then they create their own narrative, their own world around what they're missing. And they've never really surrendered it to God. So then they become more of a wolf and then these spirits come and use these people because they're basically vulnerable. They're open. So they Get used by the spirit for, well, their gain. And these spirits are able to break down and destroy whatever they touch because the spirit isn't into really giving these people power. It's all about basically doing their plan and destroy a church. Oh well, you know what's better than destroying a church? Because I'm one of those people that believe that if your church is not under attack, then you're, you might want to consider what are you doing? Are you are you doing what God is asking you? Because in any war situation, even art of war, it even mentions if your enemy is making a mistake, don't stop them. I want you guys to really thinking about it if you are making mistakes over and over again why would Satan want to stop that so if you're pulling away further and further away from God it isn't Satan pulling you, he might his minions might actually encourage or influence you to go further but once you're on track they can move on to the next person and then what, what happens is you're so caught up in your and your desires, your own personal desires, that you get blinded even when the truth is presented to you. And it's very scary if you really think about it, it's, it's very concerning if you were hoping that you were walking on the right track, but it just seems like you're getting further away from God, and a lot of times. There, there is stuff that the spirits will encourage you to do that seem right. Like you, you might hear people say, well, you know, I don't really go to church. I, I go to the forest and I have one-on-one time with God. Now, one-on-one time with God is not wrong, but there is an important factor of finding a church that you can connect with. Now, I know COVID is making it very difficult to really build up that, but, at the same time, before COVID, did you think that way? I want you guys to, to really be honest with yourselves. Did you really think that just by going somewhere and spending one time, one-on-one one time with God was enough? Because it isn't. You need the fellowship. You need to have that connection. You need to have encouragement. You need to have the discipleship. You need to have the teaching, the training. Even pastors. Even pastors. Um, People like us don't, we don't have all the answers that we just suddenly magically, you know, have it and we don't need to be under it. We we sometimes need to go under uh, someone else's teaching to be able to be reminded and encouraged and to to grow in our faith. But at the same time, it is our our jobs and duty to help people like you as well to be trained and ready and and understand where you're supposed to be going in life. know, following God's commands, doing what he's asked of us as Christians, being his followers. So it's a very interesting topic to think about, and I really want you guys to really consider that, you know, Satan doesn't need to push you if you're already on the track destruction, which is why when you have a Jezebel spirit entering in your church, the goal is to destroy to kill, break you, break people, to make them feel absolutely lost. And in some cases, what happens is there's actually a word I discovered in my studying. It's called religious sociopath. And I didn't think it was a real thing, but I actually did discover it. And what's fascinating about it is that it is very realistic. So... I found an article. I put it on Twitter. It's also on the Facebook group. So, if you're curious and you're not in each any other one of them, you go to basically my website. It should have you be able to be linked to any of those things. But if you were to look up a uh, religious sociopath, and usually has the phrase "after wolves in sheep's clothing," but it's by wicked shepherds. Um. It is a very fascinating article there's plenty of other articles out here but this one stood out to me so religious sociopaths relate to to true christians as as wolves relate to sheep the bible warns of this wolves will come to divide and scatter sheep the apostle paul warned christians in his day for three years day and night with tears knowing wolves would come and leaders will rise up within their midst, twisting the truth to mislead so they can get their own following. Remember, I talked about this last time. They're looking for their own sect, like their own pack. So they do seek those out, but they do not want anybody in their pack to try to over-alpha them. So they will fight back in that moment. So a lot of times, it could be anybody... But sometimes it could be your pastor Or leaders, so pay attention Um They appear to be Shepherds, but they really aren't Because (coughs) It's all about Appearance So, they look good But in the side Point, they're not really involved Like they should So, another part Says a religious sociopath is Highly intelligent person, now people i've met they are very intelligent because they have to be cunning and they have to be charming and they have to be sharp because sometimes they lie and they have to remember the lie because that lie is something they need for a foundational for for purpose for direction and so they have to keep that going justifying their selfish motives as permissible because god wants me to do it for the good of the group when you listen to Robert Morris' uh, sermon, he actually mentions that wolves will come across as people who, think God, or someone has, like, that they need to be by your side. They need to be your, like, your right-hand man. Like, they're, they're so into trying to be connected to you that it just doesn't feel natural. It's not being a friendship. It's not being, like, a brother. It's just someone that wants to be, like, to feel important, valued, because if they are your right-hand then if something happens to you they can take leadership based on what happens so they do not recognize the rights of others their motivation is sometimes revealed in the in dissent ridicule of humiliating victims justifying it by saying he needs to keep order or to protect his flock if he can get away with the ridicule he gains more control so I've actually seen this or someone who recognized that the, that the wolf was a problem starting to speak up against them so that wolf tried to meet with that person to try to convince them to be on their side instead of a quote-unquote enemy which i think is the word they used and the other person didn't fall for it so the wolf came to the leadership team and says straight up that person's going to be a problem we need to get them out of got a position they can't be part of the council, they're gonna be a problem. And I sat there just like, what? Like this, and I, and I defended that person. And that's when I started noticing a lot of these characteristics. So if you're against them, they will try to break you, they'll try to get rid of you. So here's another point A religious sociopath enjoys opportunities to intimidate and ridicule, relishing the fear followers have of him or her a powerful leader with secret delight when wrongdoing is committed by devoted followers it is just another opportunity to humiliate them but they need to mass their secret pleasure of it so they may come across as someone who's fatherly or caring or loving or motherly and they may show or appear to be that they care about you but when you cross the line they don't hesitate to make, your, make you look like a fool or to point out your mistakes or to try to make, like, it's almost like they create a narrative for you about you. And they don't straightforward, maybe, they don't maybe point it out directly, but they twisted up the conversation to make you look like the problem. And it had that happen to me. So here's another point. Religious sociopaths feel they are entitled to have their way since it is their right to abuse people. Being extremely sophisticated liars, which is a big deal. You won't notice it unless you're paying attention. But they keep out information. So this person talked about the person I was just defending about they said they shared their story and I knew this other person well enough to know that there was something not right about the story. That's the lie because they shared the story in a way that made the one person look bad. But then I went and met with that other person to have a conversation and I found out the other half of the story and this person's story didn't leave out details that, made sense based on their character and based on what I was seeing. So from this other person, which the other person was brand new to a job. So the battle became I needed to pay attention more clearly, and this is something for you guys. Wolves and the and the ones controlled by the spirit will be influenced so heavily that they'll lie and you need to see, you need to have discernment you need to recognize it because it's going to not be obvious sometimes because it's they're very intelligent remember they 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 work around the the system to make sure the narrative fits their lie one of the things i also notice is there is no remorse for those who are hurt or crushed by them and this and i saw it like plain as day when this kid wanted to accept christ and he asked me and we talked and uh he accepted christ and everything he was a a child under this other person's ministry but him and i started building a relationship at the time and i went and told this person and this person had the most non-emotional look on their face and just said great and that to me is another sign that there's that's a that's a narcissist, that is a wolf, that is uh someone who's under the evil influence. Because the last thing they want to hear is someone accepting Christ through all this. So it is very interesting. Um sometimes it's very visible, and times it's like it just happened. Um, let's see, what else? They want total control of a group. Um, they quickly claim a very dominant style of leadership, which this person did very quickly, claiming their authority cannot be challenged or question. Now, the, here's the key thing. It may not necessarily be that directive, but they will show their cards a little bit when someone tries to deny the authority, because I've seen it happen to other people in the church. When they would confront or say something or say no, they didn't like that, and they would almost like punished these people that denied them by taking away opportunity or suddenly don't really need them for teaching that day and they know how much they like doing it and they 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 did a good job at doing that um let's see they also seem to like have this ideal that the holy spirit really only talks to them that's only if the holy spirit they even believe the Holy Spirit actually is doing something. Because I've had someone say, and this is someone in leadership, say they, do not, they don't really understand this whole Holy Spirit thing. And we just kind of looked at them kind of weird because that's part of, all well, Christianity. It's the promise that Christ gave us after he left that someone, the Holy Spirit, would come into us and we would have someone that would guide us and comfort us and show us how we're supposed to live. We're hearing that from somebody in leadership who is a leader who is the preaching and, and talking and sharing the gospel, supposedly, is saying they have no they don't they don't really understand the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's a red flag right there, guys. Let's see, um, so they say what it takes to satisfy people for a moment, but does not follow through or deliver on promises. They conceal. Their deep contempt for sincere Christians, as politely, helps them understand what they want them to do. So they don't they don't want to see success. They want to see their success. They want to see their narrative. But true Christianity, Christians walking on the path, doing the right thing, and following God, they don't like it because it can reveal them. For one, and two, it pulls away from what they want because what they want is not God. What they want is for themselves. Um, religious sociopath is deeply insecure, having their own seed of fears, which is what we talked about, which is very true. Uh, socio- religious sociopaths seek to look at as normal as possible, fitting in with their lingo and clothing to deceive, charm, and disarm with their charisma, which I saw all the time. They use basically legalistic views to create a narrative to possibly hide themselves so well that by appearance they seem to be on the ball on track and they'll use phrasings like you know to use God, to be to use my best or look like my best for you but the way that their fruit is showing is not in the right manner it's all about themselves Um, True goal is to serve the seven abominations of their heart. Proud look, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, heart that devises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, false witness who speaks lies, and sowing discord within Christian groups. Which all happened. It's not as descriptive as this. So I've seen, I saw people who... Truly needed the help, and that person jumped in for the moment until they looked good, and then they left them. And then I came up behind, and I had to work with them and helping them out. Um, I false witness all the time. Lies all the time. Creating discord among Christian groups the whole time. I don't know about swift to running to evil. That was was something that wasn't very visible. Um, Proud look all the time. And it was both of them. And that was one influenced by the Jezebel spirit and the other one influenced by um, Ahab spirit. So all of that um we're going to take a quick break after this this little moment. Um it's real. It's very strong and it's very very much happens in these people, you'll see it. The more you understand, the more you'll see it. So be prepared. Because if there's someone in your life That's acting this way Pray about it Ask God to reveal to you Give you discernment See if you can catch the (coughs) The The influence that they're doing Because people that are around people a lot Especially in the world Can notice a lot of this stuff more People with high discernment can notice it very more Some people are very sensitive to the spirit They can can figure it out pretty quick I want you guys to think about it Before we come back I want you to think about yourself I want you to think about maybe people in your life Even in your church I mean this, this is more about people that are Christians So church pastors, leaders, friends Do they fit any of these categories? Because remember they may not be As detailedly or direct As this article was saying But they could be more hidden Or Appear to be right But aren't There's just Pieces just not adding up So I'll talk to you Right after this Hey guys Welcome back And remember I was talking about Revelations 2 So that's where We're going to actually Start the second half And actually It's the message To Church of Thyatira. i start Some Verse 18, Revelation 2 18, states, uh, I write this letter to the angel of the church of Thyatira. This is a message from the Son of God, whose eyes are like flames of fire, whose feet are like polished bronze. I know all these things you do. I have seen your love, your faith, your service, your patience, or your patient endurance, and I can see your constant improvement in all things. But I have a complaint against you. You are permitting that woman, that Jezebel who calls herself a prophet, to lead my servants astray. Now, if you go back to the Old Testament, Jezebel is the queen, but she's also a prophet. okay? And not God's prophet. She teaches them to commit sexual sin, to eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore... I throw her on a bed of suffering, and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds. I will strike her children dead, and all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out thoughts and intentions of in the person, and I will give to each of you whatever you deserve. But I also have a message for the rest of you uh, in Thier- Tira. Who have not followed this false teaching or truths as they call it that's with Satan actually i'll ask nothing more of you except that you hold tightly to what you have until i come so the idea is that people connected to this person who jump in with this person um will be influenced and it will cause problems in their own lives and it doesn't matter if you were a follower or even someone who's against her because one of the things that I learned this last year through all that experience is that the spirit has a plan to destroy you that is the main goal behind the spirit we talked about the fact that the person that's usually a wolf has a past that bothers them so a lot of times they're afraid to lose people so when people leave or people go against them, they don't want that. In fact, they, they try to push it a little bit because they're in power. They'll, they'll say comments like, but you need to love me. And they'll try to use scriptures to say, you know, you're supposed to love one another. But they'll try to use anything to try to get you to see their perspective on it. But there's something about their fruit that tells you this is not right. Because they don't like feeling rejected That's a big deal um, Something I also learned from his sermon Was that sometimes these people Have other people That influence them Basically encourage that spirit Basically in them to, to be seen and, and trigger it Keep it going Beat it So Four things I learned from my experience is and it's 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 really scary how real this stuff is. You know, our shares his view and even his experience of one that he had to deal with. But I, I, I actually have gone through it enough where I can say, you know what? This is this is what I, I felt. One was separating me. I didn't realize what was going on until it was kind of too late So when I first got at this job I got the room that was right next to the leader And I was there for two and a half years And then another room opened up Because one of the other ministry leaders wanted to move to this other spot So I was kind of excited because it was closer to the youth area and the chapel Which I loved going to the chapel And I was like, this would be really cool um, a lot of people encouraged me to do it, and the scary part is a lot of these people were the people who went against me and started loving her like crazy, and they were encouraging me to do it. <clears throat> the only person that cared more about me, and the one who actually really cared about me, said it so that I can gain distance, so that I can kind of grow in my own way, because... I did need some growth and that was about it but everybody else it was very strange and then when I said yes it was like a huge rush to get me leave and then it was you know you could do whatever you want in that room you could paint it the way you want and so I had like this whole plan um, I needed help to find things and suddenly because they finally got me out of the room just shoved me into this other room with all my stuff when I didn't have anything really done yet Um, like the promise of the room being painted before I moved in didn't happen. Um, it was just really strange. Like, it was almost like they got their queen in the room that they needed and and then they didn't care about helping me at all. And so I spent months and months trying to get my room painted and then, you know, doing my own stuff, trying to clean up, trying to find space. And basically they just kind of tossed me aside. I was separated. They didn't clean my bathroom, they didn't take my trash. I had to do all myself. And it started really confusing me. So one of the things that the Jezebel spirit does is separate you from people. Because then the wolf can say whatever they want about me and basically cause people to follow suit to their pack. And so they have this negative view. I mean I was accused of Not visiting anybody in the office When every morning I would go All the way down there um, Either make my coffee Or I'd see if I have any letters And I would stop and say hello to every person that was there People that were Accusing me of not Even uh, Connecting or talking with people in the, in the office When I would say hi To them their response was hey And that was it and I would try to ask them questions, and they give me one word answers and then ignore me. So I got, I was like, fine. So then I just talked to people that were starting to talk to me. I'd say hi to them still, but if they weren't going to talk, I just talked to people who wanted to talk to me. So there was a narrative getting thrown that I wasn't even communicating to the office anymore, which was a lie. So another form of separation. And then I was getting accused by a lot of things, like not sharing enough information about youth ministry, not talking, and I'm like looking at them so confused. Like I'm on a Facebook group. I made one. It's open to anybody to join. If you want to know, you can join it. Um, I share with all the parents, and then if I need to, I share about big events in front of the church. So what is it that they wanted? Well, it's, it was all it was was influenced by the wolf, by the Jezebel spirit, to try to make me look bad. Okay. The second thing i learned start feeling like you're alone this one is really hard start feeling like you're alone no one thinks like you anymore that everybody's against you and this is another attack on you through this process of what the spirit does to you what the wolf does and the wolf influences this by dividing those that you know you trust I mean, I had people that had known me for two and a half years were suddenly going against me by a woman who was only there for two months. Like, literally within two months. That's what starts happening. You start feeling alone. People that you thought cared about you, respected you, and knew where you stood suddenly were looking at you like you were a villain. And this is very real. Third thing is you start getting exhausted. Because you start feeling, because you feel alone and then you're separated, the spirit comes after your body physically. And not just yours, maybe even your wife, your kids, whoever it may be, starts attacking you physically and it starts wearing on you. (coughs) There was a time (laughs) that I liked going to church. During those last few six months or so, I hated going to work. Hated it. The only time I was happy to go was with being with the kids, men's group. Or if I wasn't going to the church. I hated going on Sundays. Um, I was exhausted. I, my mental capacity was going down. I was losing interest in trying to serve because it felt like you were every day bombarded by the demons, by the hate, by whatever this person was going to do next. Like we had meetings and this person would use those meetings to make yourself look great. And then attack my character. Attack my wife's character. Attack my my education techniques. um, Question everything that I did. In front of. Leader. And basically he did nothing. Because he's the Ahab spirit. So he only sees whatever she wants. And. I was getting exhausted. It was an exhaustion I've never had before. And fourthly. the next thing is once they once the spirit gets you feeling isolated which is the e-word getting you isolated then they start making you good ideas in your head like you need to quit you need to give up it's not worth it I mean look at your life it sucks look at your situation it sucks look you know whatever it may be if, you're ha- if there's something going on in your family look how sucky that is you don't need to be here you know go kill yourself It'd be worth it because then you don't have to worry about all this I mean all that stuff starts bombarding into your mindset like it gets really dangerous guys so the three words that um Robert Morris pointed out three things that the spirit really goes for is stealing killing and destroying so in stealing he said the spirit wants to steal your peace your joy and I think it's confidence and then literally killing is sickness or accidents that could possibly happen to try to get rid of you. Now, one of the things that happened to me last year was I was taking out the trash and I slipped on the ice heavily and really hurt my back to the point where I was hurting really, really bad. But I had no insurance and the church was no help. And I had to deal with it the best I could. Could have gone to the ER or whatever, but they would just give me meds, and I couldn't be on meds because I need to drive to go to work and stuff like that. So, the suffering began physically, and even you know, I, I don't know if there's any attempts in my life during that time, but I remember one time about to go forward, I, I just felt I needed to stop. This car just flew across the the um, interst- whatever it's called. Crossed the line after the light had turned probably red for at least four seconds, and if I if I had not paid attention to the car that was turning left next to me because he was a really big truck, so I couldn't see the car coming, he stopped really quick, so I stopped and I reacted. Possibility of it a chance of trying to kill me. So those are things that I, I learned from last year. Um, to deal with people like this, some people. Rather just flee, um, which is you could do, but if you're in leadership. If you're the pastor of the church, you can't. Like that should not be an option. I and mean, Robert Morris mentions that his and his, him and his wife, had thought about just retiring and being done because of this The spirit inside their church. So it's a possibility that you know you could do that, but is it what God wants? Because the one thing that Robert Morrison, I'm telling you, mentioned is, what does God have to say? What does God have to say? What does God have to say? Are you Are you seeking Him out? Are you Are you chasing after Him in this? Are you praying? Are you doing? And I can tell you this: I tried my best. I went into the chapel room and made it try to make it a, a safe space for me to pray with, no, like no distru- like nothing to get in the way. So when I walked in there, I felt <coughs> refreshed. People would come to me, talk about things for advice, and I would actually tell them to go in there take half an hour, take 20 minutes, take an hour, and just pray, give that it all out. Nobody will walk in. You can speak out loud and just share. And they would come back and say, that was the most refreshing moment they've ever had. And it was because God blessed that chapel. It was really nice. It was a, it was a safe place for me. Um, and I prayed over the church the best I could. I, I could feel the presence of demons everywhere. Um, it was starting to affect even my kids. I was seeing and the kids like it was different atmosphere like bad things were happening that that had never happened in two and a half years stuff that I was just sitting there in shock and I, I honestly think it was the spirit involved and two I think it could have been even this person I don't know but it was just too orchestrated too organized and too specific and it all like everything all this stuff like tons of stuff happened within five months this time from January until I got basically kicked out by them all this stuff happened and it was crazy but it's true but we're supposed to listen to God's voice we're supposed to seek his counsel we should look for his word and we can find peace through it isolation is the enemy isolation is what the enemy wants you in but there is always hope guys there's always a chance to not be influenced by the spirit by stepping up against it. Robert Morris talks about it more deeply, what stuff they had to do, but if you're in leadership and there is someone causing chaos division like this because they're being led by the spirit and they're wolves, you need to confront them. I, I wanted to, but in my situation, I couldn't. God said, I will handle it. So when the time came, even though they found lies and excuses to to get me out, and even though quite a few people didn't want it, the Spirit had full control of that church. And so I was let go, but also God revealed that he took me out. He said, you were done. And and now now it's between him and them. still going to be baggage there's still going to be things that you're going to get from these issues that are going to invade your body your heart your spirit your mind and they don't necessarily just go away sometimes it's the influence of that spirit is so heavy that you even are getting caught into it yourself why because you're being around it all the time and that means you might get into sins you probably never were into before because well being isolated and alone that pushes open opportunities to find desires and chase after. It could be physical harm because of something, whatever happened to you, you know, if you don't deal with it, you need to have someone deal with it pray over you. Uh, One of the things that happened to me after we left, um, we went to a prayer group and had people pray over me. And one guy even prayed over my heart. He says, not your physical one, your spiritual one. And I felt like chains got released and it was like a renewing. But even my back where I hurt myself, they prayed over this one spot that just hurt so bad <coughs> and it got healed and then we're talking but let's see i think it was october when when this prayer session happened and i was basically picked out by july so god used this other opportunity to help with my healing but the process was still going I'm still, i mean i'm still kind of even dealing with it even today getting through the hurt and pain because it was a bad situation but God has also shown me my fire that I brought over there, is still burning and is still igniting people out there and that's one thing we have to understand is even though all this fast stuff does happen to us God's also molding us and making us into something that He needs us to be. We need to go through it for discernment, experience, growth, and a lot of times to be rebuilt or even framed up in a way that He needs you to help other maybe other people as a pastor, other pastors, or maybe an, another time where a wolf tries to do something, or be more mindful the spiritual battles going on around you which is what was huge during that time prayer was just a different view to me we need to be ready for that and this these spirits want to break you and if they know that you are not siding with the wolf or siding with their their way their narrative that's going on around you they will try to break you and as leaders we need to step it up this could be at home work, whatever it may be, you need to step up against it, it's not going to be easy one of the things he said further you're away from the problem were you able to sleep better and the truth was yes so was it real? definitely is it real? yes it is could it be happening to you? I don't know pray about it, pay attention what's going on around you are you being one? Are you being influenced by a spirit? A lot of times, if you notice, is like sin is more part of your life, is one indicator. to your health. Three, you feeling isolated and alone. Careful. And I pray real quick. Dearly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for truth. Thank you for my experiences and what you put me through to help me be able to speak about it and share about it. Pray to be used to help other pastors, other leaders, and see them find encouragement and strength. Lord, if they're dealing with a wolf in their church, that they pay attention, realize it will they will destroy their church if they're not careful. <coughs> If they're struggling with a Jezebel spirit in their church that's ravaging on them, bring them peace. Bring them people around them to encourage and build them up because that was the one thing you did bring other youth pastors that got around me, pastors to pray with me, and people to be there for me. Even though there was times I just felt isolated and alone, brought the right people to be there for me, and if there's anyone here listening to this, struggling with this isolation, feeling separated and almost like people turning against them, that you bring people into their life that's encouraging, that builds them up, that surrounds them with your love and encouragement and prayer. If there's any man here that's struggling with this type of influence in their life, and I'm not talking about just like if they have sins they haven't never dealt with, but the spiritual entity that's destroying in their lives because they know it's coming from something or someone in their church that they get they get their mindset right that they ask for goodness and change and start trying to seek you out because it's, it's leading to isolation it's leading them from being away from you leading them to chase after the world i just pray lord that you move these men that are listening to this podcast to be transformed to be changed to see themselves as men of god warriors that need to step up our culture is trying to take that away from us do not let them do it Lord build these men up let them stand against these wolves let them stand against these spirits that are trying to destroy their church don't let their church falter and fall because they were too afraid or they didn't have the guts to do it Lord give them the courage as you always do give them the courage they need to speak up pray this Lord in your holy and heavenly name Amen. You guys have a great day. God bless.